Wildwood Community Church exists to glorify God by connecting people to Christ, His worship, His community, and His mission. To contact us or for more information, see our website at wildwoodchurch.org. Well, good morning, Wildwood. It is wonderful, wonderful to be together today. And I'm so excited for the opportunity we have today to worship. And we're going to talk about a number of things today related to new life in Christ and baptism. But before we do that, I want to just let you all know where we're headed. Today is somewhat of a unique day. I mentioned that earlier. But that's because on, on this day, we have an all-in service. So we have all of our, our children, all of our students, no adult classes. Everything that is happening at Wildwood at 11 o'clock is happening in this room right here, right now. But next Sunday, we're going to return to more of our normal programming. And so during our 9.45 and 11 o'clock services, we'll have our children's ministry running. During our 9.45 service, we'll have our student ministry running. At 9.45 and 11, we'll have adult classes coming back. So all of those things are happening. But also next week, we're going to be returning to three Sunday morning services, our 8.30, 9.45, and 11. And if, if you are interested at all in coming at 8.30, we would love to have you come to our 8.30 service. We believe that God is bringing new people to Norman and to Wildwood in the coming months. And our place where we can grow is at 8.30. And so we would love to have you come. If you have a reason to be here at 9.45 or 11, that is fantastic. But if you can come at 8.30, we would love to see you next Sunday at 8.30. And no, though we don't have children's ministry, your children are welcome to come and to worship with you at 8.30. 30 with us in this room. So that's some of what we have going on as we return to our, our normal programming schedule next Sunday. Now, today is a baptism day, a day that we are celebrating baptism. Three times a year, Wildwood celebrates baptisms, where people have the chance to tell their story of how they have come into a relationship with Christ, and we gather around them to celebrate the new life that they have in Jesus. And we believe that baptism is something great to be celebrated. I mean, today is an awesome day. I've looked forward to this day for a number of weeks now as we have 15 people between our first service, this service, and then later on this evening in a baptism that is off-site, 15 people who will be sharing their story of trusting in Christ, and we get to celebrate with them in water baptism. Isn't that great? Just an exciting opportunity that we have to, to worship Jesus together and His work in the lives of people right here in our midst. And, you know, when we celebrate baptism, when we celebrate new life, there really is a lot to, to celebrate because we like new things, don't we? I mean, just think about the new things that we like to celebrate. We, we celebrate when someone has a new baby, right? I mean, there's a, there's a picture of our son when he was born just about 10 years ago. Uh, we sent this around to friends, and we celebrated this, this new birth, this, this baby, this new life that God had given to us. We like celebrating new things. Not only do we celebrate uh, new babies, but we also celebrate new years, don't we? Uh, this was us. I'll give you three guesses what the year was, but we were celebrating New Year's on this year in Times Square in New York City. Uh, my wife and I were. And so, you know, we celebrate a new year every, every December 31st, January 1st. We celebrate New Year's. We like new things. Not only that, but in our family, we celebrate new kidneys, uh, today is July the 30th. It was five years ago today that my wife got a kidney transplant from her sister. And you see that, that, that picture there. 
That picture there, there's Kimberly and her, her sister Angie and Angie's husband Kevin, and we got to celebrate that a little earlier this summer. But that's something that we celebrate in our family. You know, we sang that song, 10,000 Reasons. We, I don't know if we talked about this, Greg, but uh, during that season of transplant, that song meant so much to me. The Lord ministered in my heart. It just was beautiful that we sang it this morning. Um, but we celebrate uh, anniversaries of, of new things in our lives. Uh, not only that, but, but many of us celebrated a new job, or at least a return to an old job that felt kind of new. Um, we need to clap for this one. If you don't understand why you're clapping, you'll know in just a moment. But this is, this is our friend Wayne Berryhill. Um, and earlier this month, on July the 5th, he got to return to work, and that was a big deal because last September he began the process of a bone marrow transplant, and he got to go back to work on July the 5th. And so just like all the Berry Hill kids have taken their picture out in front of that house with a sign that says first day of school or next day of school or first day of the real world, Wayne got to put a sign up back in July, and we got to celebrate that. We celebrate new things, don't we? It is a joy for us to celebrate the new things that are happening in life. And today, friends, today, we are celebrating new life in Christ. See, when Wayne got to go back to work, uh, it wasn't that he was well on that day, but him going back to work was a reminder of the healing that God had brought to his life. And today, as we celebrate new life in Christ in water baptism, we're, we're not up here seeing this water transform anyone. But this water in this tank provides a great symbol to allow us to celebrate what God has done, bringing new life in the lives of eight individuals who are going to be baptized in this service. And the new life that we find in Christ is talked about in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 17. The Apostle Paul writes and says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. And as people who like new things, we ought to be leaning in. We ought to be ready to cheer. We ought to be ready to celebrate this morning because we're going to be talking about new life in Christ. We're going to be celebrating that today. Now, when we hear about the new life that is found in Christ, and we talk about it in the context of baptism, it's helpful for us to also look back at what Paul said just before he made this declaration to see how one comes into new life in Christ. Paul talks about that. So I want us to see in the context here three things about new life in Christ before we celebrate baptism in the lives of these eight. The first thing we see about this new life is that this new life begins with death. New life in Christ begins with death. We see this in verse 14. Paul says, For the love of Christ controls us because we have concluded this, that one has died for all, therefore all have died. This amazing statement that talks about how the new life that someone has in Christ, that new life actually began with a death. It began with Jesus' death, and when we trust in Christ, we're saying that His death has become our death in terms of a payment for our sins. New life doesn't happen without a death of the old. And thankfully, Jesus has offered to die in our place. The, the people who are up here being baptized today, friends, they're, we, we know them, many of them, you're, you're here today to celebrate them, you know them, you think of them as special and wonderful, and they are. But guess what? They're also sinful. 
They have not made their way to the stage today because they have defeated sin on their own, because they have lived a righteous life on their own, because somehow they have won some kind of order of merit in the spiritual life or memorized enough verses or attended enough services. They come up here today because they are saying Jesus' death on the cross counts for them. Jesus' death on the cross paid the full penalty that their sins deserved. See, if Jesus died, then all have died. The idea is that Jesus died in our place. The wages of sin, Paul says in Romans chapter 6, is death. But thankfully, Jesus died in our place. Therefore, we can have the hope of a new life. You see, because all of us are sinful, because all of us have fallen short, There are only two options. We are either dead in our sins and awaiting dying or judgment from God, or we have died with Christ and we are receiving new life from Him. We all said earlier the words of Galatians chapter 2 and verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. What we were saying is Jesus' death becomes our death in the payment for our sins and by faith, we might be forgiven. The first thing that we see is that new life begins with death. That was true for all of these who are going to be baptized today. And and the question is, is it true for us? Are you dead and dying, or have you already died and received new life? Second thing that we see is this. New life begins now. The new life that we have in Christ, it, it begins right now. We, we see in verse 15 this idea. It says, and he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves, but for him who for their sakes died and was raised again. Again, we saw this very similar idea in the words that we said earlier. I've been crucified with Christ and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. See, the new life that these people who are baptized today are are celebrating is, is not something that is awaiting them only in the future, but it's something that begins right now as they are following Christ now. See, there really are three options for our lives when we answer the question, who are we following? You know, one question that we might think of is we might think of our lives as lives that are following us, just whatever we want to do. A second possibility is we're living our lives following someone else, where we've organized our life to make someone else happy. Or the third option is that we are organizing our lives around following Christ. In baptism, we celebrate new life. We celebrate a life that not only is attached to the death of Christ for forgiveness, but a life that is attached to the life of Christ in saying, I will follow him wherever he goes, not so that God might accept me, but because he has accepted me, I'm eternally grateful and I will follow him anywhere. Those who are baptized today are making that declaration. They're saying, I am living for him. I am following him. The question that all of us should ask ourselves today is, who are we living for? Us Another person, are we living for Christ? Those that are baptized today are making a public declaration that they are living for Him. That's what the new life is all about. Being a Christian is not just a category to fill out on a survey. It's not just some kind of a demographic determination. Being a Christian means that we are following Christ. Those who are baptized are saying that. The question is for all of us, who are we following today? 
Who are we following? The third thing that we see about this is found in verses 16 and 17, and that really answers the question for us, what does this new life look like? Verse 16 says it plainly. It says, from now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh, even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. What this verse is basically letting us know is that this new life uh, is something that changes the very identity of who we are, but it doesn't necessarily change our flesh. It doesn't change our outside. You know, the, the eight who are going to be baptized in this service, you're out there, you know who you are, you're, we're going to introduce you in just a moment, but your family and friends who are here, the moment they trusted in Christ, did they sprout a third arm? Did, they, did their hair color change? Did they grow wings and begin to fly about? No, the, the things according to the flesh, none of those things have changed for them. But, but the thing that has changed is an, a spiritual change on the interior of their lives. They've been forgiven. They've been given an everlasting hope. They, they've, they've had the, the Spirit of God come to reside within them, to empower them for this life. Th- those things that God has given to them at the moment of their conversion are reminders of the new life that is there. One day, their flesh will change too, and God will give them a new body, but that is sometime down the road on God's timing. But in now, our, our new life begins with a transformation of the, the spiritual life. We once regarded these folks who are being baptized today just as, as someone else, but today we celebrate the fact that they're at their core identity, they are a brother or a sister in Christ. Regardless of their, their age, regardless of uh, their, their family, regardless of where they're from, we, we have this massive thing in common right now that will be in common with them forever. We regard them not according to the flesh, but we regard them as a brother or sister in Christ because of the spiritual change that has happened on the interior of their life. Because of that, we have the hope of this new life. He goes on and Verse 17, we read it earlier, but it talks about how if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. What is the old that has passed away? The old that has passed away is that identity that we had that was deserving of God's judgment. The new that has come is the identity that we have as a child of God, accepted, forgiven, and provided for. Friends, we celebrate today new life in Christ. We celebrate what God has already done as these people have embraced by faith what God has done. And here's the question that I think is really important for each of us in this room to answer. Are you ready to trade the old for the new? Have you already done that? Is there a time in your life where where you said, you know what, I, I need Jesus' death to pay the penalty for my sins? I want to follow him and him alone in this life. That's, that's my, my hope and my desire. I want him to take that which was about me that was worthy of judgment and to judge it with Christ on the cross so that I might have the hope of a new life, the hope of eternity. Has there ever come a time where you've exchanged that old for the new? The eight who are being baptized today have made that call. The question is, have you? Here's what's beautiful, friends. We're going to see a number of different stories, a number of different people, and we're going to hear them, and we're going to watch their baptisms, and it's going to be wonderful here in just a moment. But don't be confused by what you see on the stage. Don't regard it as according to the flesh. 
Because here's what all of that represents. That represents that regardless of your age in this room, if you have not trusted Christ, this is a reminder that there is an opportunity available for you to trade the old for the new. There's an opportunity for you to begin to follow Christ. You might be like, well, I'm 70 years old and I haven't trusted Christ. My time has passed. No, it hasn't. You're going to spend forever someplace, and it's way longer than 70 years. The majority of your life will be determined by who you follow from this point forward, so begin to follow Christ today. If we trust Him in faith, then then know this, then know this, the new life that we celebrate can be yours. And it doesn't happen after you finish a course, and it doesn't happen when you finally hit the waters of the tank. It happens the moment that you believe. If you want to trade the old for the new, it can happen in this moment, right now, right here, as you trust in Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. And so, as we transition here, I want us just to pray. And I'm going to lead us in prayer, and as you bow your heads, if, if God is leading in you, to trust Christ for the first time, you can do so as we pray right now. And if you are someone who has trusted Christ in years past, then this is a reminder, a reinforcing shot of celebrating the new life that God has already given to you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you for the opportunity to celebrate today new life. Thank you that you offer us something new. Father, we are people who are are haunted by our sin. We We are ashamed of our sin. There are things that we have done that we want no one else to know. But Father, thank you that those things where we have fallen short of your glory that we know about as well as those that we haven't even come to realize yet, all of those things, you have taken the penalty that those sins deserve and you judged it with Christ on the cross. And so Father, I pray that every single one of us in this room would just in our hearts right now just say, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, thank you for dying, sending Jesus to die in my place. Let's take the penalty that my sins deserve. We go forward from here following you in faith. We would live not for ourselves. We would live not for another person. We would live our lives for Christ, exchanging the old for the new. Father, thank you for the opportunity to trust you. We pray these things in Jesus' name.